Welcome to Chat with Nat, stories of faith, hope, and love. I'm hoping that the books I've read and the people I've met inspire you as much as they have me. Well, welcome back to episode three today. Today, I'm going to do a tribute to one of my mentors, and I just wanted to let you know before I started that I had a huge struggle this morning. My laptop bag broke, and I was like, what the heck? I had to like hold it with one finger the whole way here, and it was heavy, and I was like, oh, what's the message? Should I get that new book bag that distributes the weight more evenly? Is that the message, or is it like something a lot deeper, like this load is too heavy, heavy to carry on my own? I need help. I don't know, but anyway, I thought back to what mom always used to tell me that if you have something go wrong, no matter how small, there's most likely a bigger problem that you're overlooking, which is a true story. Anytime I've had trouble copying something or sending an email that wouldn't go, there was just a bigger mistake that I was missing. So, um, so when I got to the studio, I wasn't listening to that message. My laptop bag broke. I didn't listen fully to what the message was, but when I got here, I looked inside and I didn't have my charger. So I was like, oh, it was a sign to go back, look and see what's in there, and you're missing something. So, um, But I tried to do it without the charger anyway. I looked and I had an hour and a half left, and I said, hmm, I should be able to get the outline done, and it recorded in that amount of time. But just like with your gas tank, when, when you're driving somewhere and you think you have 50 miles and you really only have like 10, I only had like 20 minutes on my laptop battery. It just kept going down, down, down quickly. So I had an outline, but no time to record it. So I had to stop and walk home. And on the way on my walk home, I was like, Natalie, that outline was horrible. It had hardly anything to do with JD. It was, I was telling about everything about me and, and I just, I I wanted to have this tribute to be about JD. So I'm thankful that my laptop bag broke and I didn't have my charger because I got to spend a little bit of time thinking about JD and and everything that he meant. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. He was the founder of WMUG Radio and the executive director of the Christian Witness Ministries right here in Indiana. Um, My friend JD passed away in May earlier this year, but he was part of some big moments in my life. So I wanted to do one of my first episodes in memory of him because JD's part of the reason I'm sitting here doing this podcast today. was definitely part of God's story that played into my story, which will hopefully play into yours. So I'm going to take you back five years ago when my neighbor, Phil Floyd, gave my number. He told me, I gave your number to a local radio station. And he said, JD will be calling you. And I was like, okay, like, what am I going to talk about on the radio? And then I was like, oh, it must be the book that I had, you know, released a few months back. And so JD gave me, like sent me an email and gave me very specific instructions on where and when to meet him. And I didn't even know the place existed. It was a, it's over on Wayne Avenue by Noblestein. I'm going to say brewery. I can't say that very well. I struggle with that word, but (laughs) anyway, it's over there beside that, the brewery. And I pulled into the parking lot 10 minutes early. And for those of you who know me, that is super unusual for me but this guy sounded serious. And so <laughs> I got there early and I had a copy of my book sitting in the passenger seat and I grabbed it and I thought I'm going to write him a note. And I wrote, JD, thank you for letting me share my story. And when I walked in, I looked up and there was a tall man with white hair waiting for me at the door. And when he introduced himself, he I liked him immediately, had this really strong, powerful voice. And when he spoke, it actually 
it sounded like he jumped out of the radio. He had such a radio voice. And I told him and he laughed and then told me the story that he'd been interested in broadcasting when he was a senior in high school. And they told him that his voice was too monotone. And so he didn't pursue it at the time. And I just want to take a second to pause and emphasize this. Like, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do something. If you have something inside you that that you feel the need to do, just take that hurt of whoever told you you couldn't do it and prove them wrong. If there's something deep inside your soul telling you to do it, then go after it. But anyway, back to JD. So he, I thought I was there to... Um, do an interview about my book. And so when I handed him the book, he said, you wrote a book? <laughs> he didn't even know I had written one. So that's clearly why I was not there. I was not there for that reason. So here it was, They were sh- the radio station is about sharing your faith. So JD told me the story. He started interviewing people with just a microphone and a recorder. Years ago, his son had helped him set up the stu- studio and he wasn't sure how it all worked, but he just knew he needed to save his recordings as MP3 files and he laughed and he showed me around the studio and he took me into this back room and it had storage of all these old tape recordings. And he said that they were copies of the recordings of all the guests over the years. And I just had, I remember having goosebumps standing there looking at all of those tapes of people sharing their testimony. And he told me that his first taping was in 1966. And he was, he said he was in bed for a month sick. Like they thought that he was going to die. I mean, they were pretty confident he was going to die. And, um, some men from his Bible study had come over and I'm going to read you some scripture. James five fourteen reads, are any of you sick? You should call for elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. And so these men from his Bible study, they were just local businessmen in a Bible study. They came and they prayed over him And they anointed him with, I think he said it was cooking oil from the kitchen. And he said nothing happened right away. But, you know, later that night after, you know, he was sick in bed for a month, not eating. And he said the bed sheets even hurt to touch him. But later that night, after those guys had prayed after him, he asked his wife if she had any meat and she made a mistake. And, you know, they went to the doctor after that and the doctor couldn't find anything wrong with him. And, and he, he was a walking miracle. And, you know, after that, JD remembered his thoughts of the radio and, you know, how he had wanted to do that, this desire that he had. And so he had this idea of, you know, he wanted to share his testimony of how he had been healed. And, and he knew a couple other people that would be willing to do the same. So he went to another local radio station and and he asked, this was back in 19, what did I say, 19? I just can't believe this, 1966, that was before I was born. But anyway, he he asked if he could do a radio station. He said he had eight people that, that he would share their testimonies. And, and the guy at the radio station said, you know, they don't typically do anything less than 10 weeks. So that they would give him a 10-week show, and, and that was it. And J.D. didn't know 10 people who would share their faith at the time. So he said he would do it, and if he couldn't find another two people, then he would just use two of the the ones he already used. And that was back in 1966, and he, every week until he died, had a testimony that he shared. So if you do the math on that, I mean, that was over 50-some years. It's like over 2,000 interviews 
um, of people sharing their testimonies when he didn't even think he was going to have 10. This is thousands later. And his son, Greg, still carries on that legacy today where he does weekly he does weekly testimony interviews. So, I mean, I'm provided. So my interview was aired the Sunday before Thanksgiving back in 2018. And I just, I find it ironic that we're at Thanksgiving weekend. That was five years ago. It's hard to believe. But um, after my interview aired, I a few months later, I was enrolled in a life coaching class. And one of our activities was to write about the top 10 days of our life, excluding like wedding day or birth of a child. And and on my top 10, one of those was my was my interview with JD. It just something, I don't know what it was, but it was just a powerful day. And so over the next year, um, I actually, it's a long story I'm not even going to go into. It was in my original outline, but it's its too much. But um, but over the next year, I got to work really close with JD as um, my friend Carrie and I did a weekly radio show. We did Coffee and Scripture with Carrie and Natalie, and we got to spend almost every week with JD. And, and he told us all of the amazing testimonies he had had over the year. And he even showed my favorites, like the story he has about Jimmy Stewart, you know, he, Jimmy Stewart was in town and he, he knew he should have got his autograph, but he didn't have any paper with him. And so the only thing he had was his Bible. So he handed Jimmy Stewart his Bible and Jimmy signed the first page of his Bible. And, and honestly, like that page of the Bible is hanging in a frame in the radio station today. So it's always, he always pointed that out when he walked by that, but <laughs> So the next Thanksgiving, so after my first interview, the next Thanksgiving, JD told us that, told Carrie and I that we needed to go to this annual concert of praise. Now, at the time, I had never heard of it, but JD, you know, just insisted that we be there. And if I have to do my top 10 list over again from that, you know, from that time period, I would include the concert of praise from that year on that as well. So what the history of that is, JD has been coordinating that since its inception, which I think had been 25 years at the time. So we are nearing year 30 at this point, but it's held always the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And it's just, you know, held at different churches and there's local talent that come and they sing praise and worship songs and (laughs) just really, it's unbelievable talent in this town. But the year that Carrie and I went in 2019, at the end of the service, Todd Marino, who had worked for JD many years at the Christian Witness WMG Radio, he asked the audience to stand up if they had been interviewed by JD. And it was incredible to see the amount of people that were standing there in the audience who had been brave enough to share their faith on the airwaves. So I'd like to pause here again to point out that JD, you know, he put all the effort into this concert each year for praise and worship. So he thanked God for who he is and how he always provides in abundance. So I just wanted to take a minute there to say that JD, you know, always made sure he knew who to give the credit to. And so, ironically enough, J.D. interviewed me yet again on Thanksgiving. It was last Thanksgiving, and although it would be for the last time he interviewed me, and that was a year ago, and I want to be 
I wanted to point out that when I made the schedule to include JD on this episode, I did not know it was going to be the week before Thanksgiving. And I'm happy to say and excited to say that the Concert of Praise is going to be held this Sunday at Grace Church. Um, JD won't be there, but it will be a nice tribute to him. And also, again, it's about praise and worship. So I was um, fortunate enough. So when I had my interview last year, I got to spend some time with JD and and I spent the next, next several months before his passing, I spent some time with him and there was such a peace with JD that was really quite beautiful. He was probably for the first time in his life content at just sitting home with Daria, his wife. And, and he was, I, I would say the word, he was satisfied that he had lived a good life and done what God had asked him to do um, by sharing his faith, not only with his family, but with anyone who would listen. Another thing about JD is, um, for those of you who don't know him, he was an insurance salesman. And just a cool side note is, I just learned not too long ago that his office as an insurance salesman is literally next door to the office I'm recording in right now. And so I'm not at the station, by the way. I'm at my writing studio, which is clear across town. But I found out that JD's office when he was insurance salesman was literally next door to where I'm at right now. Um, but earlier this month, I found a book on my bookshelf that was written by JD and I don't remember him giving it to me, but, um, he must have given it to me at one point, but the book is titled before you call the undertaker. So you see, he was selling insurance to people to be sure their family was to be prepared when they died, but he found it way more urgent, um, for not to have insurance, but to know where you're going if you die. Like, do you know Jesus? More importantly, are you sharing sharing your faith with others? And so, J.D. had a legacy, is, is what I would say. He had 50, 50 plus years, close to 60 years, sharing his faith and testimony with others. And so, this year... I'm thankful for the lessons from JD's life. I pray the lessons encourage and inspire you. Number one, his voice was too monotone, but became one of the most recognized voices in Indiana. So I ask you, are you doing what God has called you to do? Number two, he didn't have enough guests to make 10 episodes, but God provided guests in abundance for him. He'll provide for you too when you're doing his will. And number three, the annual concert of praise, where J.D. gave the glory to God. I'd like to read you the scripture that the Christian Witness Ministries was founded upon, Matthew 5.16. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds, glorify your Father in heaven. I'll talk to you soon. Nat.